I don't want you to. Feel, I don't want you the to band-aid off. Heal. I don't want you to hear how good my topic is and then feel like feel bad. Feel bad afterwards. Right. Kind of like I did last time with. Uh, with Benjamin Harrison. With Benjamin Harrison. Although I feel like that I don't was, think this will be as bad as Benjamin Harrison. That was less of a your topic before Benjamin Harrison was right. like really amazing so much as Benjamin Harrison was just quite bad. This this is more of a I don't know which one to compare it to. It's it's not a magma situation. It could be construed as a um Gregor McGregor level, but we'll just have to wait and see. Okay. This is, I think this is why pe- this is what people listen to the show for. Yeah, this kind of thing. It definitely uh, I leave adds. It all in. Well, here we are, episode eight. <clears throat> here we are, indeed. We've got a uh, we've got some upgrades this week. Uh, you might hear them in your ears or not. Uh, or not, as the case may be. We'll see. But uh, we're tr- we're trying some new things out. We're getting we're getting more official, probably much to our own demise. Excellent. This is Obscuragami, in case you were wondering. In case you got lost, and turned down the wrong street. <laughs> yeah. We're very hospitable here. We hope you'll stay and spend your tourism dollars with us. You were probably looking for the, some other podcast that started with Obscura <laughs> and right. ended in something else, and accidentally clicked on right. the one titled Obscurigami. Um, that happens a lot, yeah. so don't feel bad. This is the podcast about obscure things. <laughs> Assumedly, you were looking for some other podcast. <laughs> yeah. Not, you know, about some other topic, but right. similarly titled. Uh, but, but I think you've discovered a gem here. Yeah, an underrated, underrated little-known gem. You found, you found a gem of quartz in a <laughs> sea of diamonds. And, uh, and... In the, in that gem, I am Thomas, and I am Ben, the gleam in the gem. Oh, you're 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 gonna you're gonna be the gleam. I'll be the. Uh, the I don't know what's <laughs> what's in a gem. I'll be a facet. I don't know what the elements of a gem are. It's really like, just kind of the gem. Everything else is. Uh, what are the five C's that you're supposed to know? Color, carrot, uh, cut. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like some of those are K's. <laughs> I've never bought a diamond. <laughs> uh, which, uh, uh, see, that's one of those things that, like, I feel like that would almost end up as a topic on this show. It's the kind of thing that I feel like should be a topic on this show, yeah. but it's not because it's not obscure. The, Just because it, it has that sort of quality the to it. history of diamonds as something that are basically BS is uh, right. something that is very intriguing to me. Yeah. But uh, that is not the topic for today. <laughs> no. The topic uh, for today is something much more valued than diamonds. Oh. Our topic today is uh, cockroaches. Wow. Yes. Specifically, a uh, cockroach called the Diplotera punctata, also known as <laughs> the Pacific beetle cockroach. The uh, Pacific beetle cockroach is not that special. It uh, it lives in the regions of the world. You can tell by its name around the Pacific, um, Australia, Myanmar, India, China, and Hawaii. It, it averages about fifteen to twenty-two millimeters in length. 
It is widely used. Is in... that is that large? <laughs> <laughs> what is that in relation to normal cockroach sizes? Um, Fifteen millimeters. They're fairly large That's for like cockroach. They're a pretty big a roach. Centimeter and a half. Fifteen millimeters. Ugh, why did we have to be uh, born and raised American, where uh, we use where are non-metric? I know um, it doesn't make sense. I uh, there's part of me that really wants to like just learn to like think in metric. Right. But I feel like that would be so That's just so much effort. (laughs) (laughs) So these roaches are a decent size, and they're used for uh, a lot of research and whatnot. But what makes these roaches special, and what's garnered them a lot of attention from the media um, a few years back, is that they actually give birth to live young. Unlike most roaches that just lay their eggs and then go about their merry way. Right. These these roaches, the uh, egg sac lodges in the uterus, and uh, and gestates and gestates within the mother. Wow! And then the larvae are born alive, as opposed to hatching alive. That that is uh, highly highly unique for a cockroach. It is it is very unique for a cockroach. Um, but what they discovered was that the mother actually produces a milk. For these roaches while they're while they're in the gestation period so, so while they're still in the womb there's a liquid that she secretes right that enters the membrane of the okay. larva and okay. the larva absorb it and it gets transformed into protein crystals so if you harvest these larvae and slit them open there will be a stream of protein rich crystals that are extremely valuable nutritionally in fact they have the highest uh ratio per i guess per size of any milk substance known to man really yes (laughs) they surpassed uh buffalo's milk which was the previous winner for highest calorie when best milk when did when did they discover this is this like in a like 19 this has been in the past like 20 years 20 years okay yeah so for a long time buffalo milk was accepted buffalo milk for a long time was king yeah buffalo milk was highest calorie great protein the best you could but now but now you have milk but now you have these milk crystals that the cockroaches have created and everybody's like ah what do we do so so is there is there an actual milk containing these protein crystals it has not been turned into milk yet they are researching currently to make yeast right which i don't know how you make yeast from crystals but that's kind of the direction that they're headed with it apparently it's very impractical to produce it for human consumption so saying milk though is maybe a tiny bit of a misnomer at least by most people's understanding of well it's yeah it's definitely not i mean it is a liquid in the form that the mother produces it okay so but but in its harvestable but form, yeah in the milk. harvestable form it's yeah. not technically milk right i'm still stuck on like <laughs> imagining baby cockroaches growing inside of larger mother cockroaches very uh-huh. disturbing imagery to me uh, yeah i was i'm not a person who's easily grossed out but my skin crawled a little bit while i yeah, was researching that's this. pretty nasty i don't know why the thought of cockroaches laying eggs and then those eggs hatching is less less gross (laughs) but uh, but it is somehow but it is somehow so i guess just the idea of getting into the nitty-gritty of a cockroach's reproductive organs is just kind of 
already this offsetting. Is, already, this is more than I ever hoped to to, to, <laughs> to discuss, know to about discuss cockroaches. <laughs> we're only we're only only uh, the Pacific beetle cockroach. Only though. ten minutes in, just the Pacific beetle cockroach. Yeah, yes. not yeah. Most 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 of you listeners are most likely going to be safe, and you probably only come in contact with normal, God fearing egg like cockroaches, <laughs> <laughs> not the perverts. Yeah, no, these mutants. <laughs> there, there have been uh, some individual who's part of the research team that did this uh, claims to have tasted the crystals right. and said that they didn't taste like much. Yeah. And according to the Washington Post, he, uh, he lost a drinking competition, and that was the reason <laughs> that he had to taste the crystals. Yeah, he that, didn't do it by choice. That was going to be my next question. Is there any actual significance to this other than some scientists going, oh, look, we found like a milk that's more, or like, is this well, used I mean, in any way? Not yet, but I think, I think it has a lot of potential just in terms of nutritional right. research. Yeah. Like determining, hey, if they can do this, if they can produce this crystal, how can we find ways to create materials that are similarly dense in nutrients and in protein. Do you know what the incident was that led to this discovery? Did somebody set out to discover, uh, to study cockroach gestation, internal gestation, or? I would imagine that's how it arose. Okay. I don't know the exact story of how it came <laughs> to be. I do know that these these particular roaches are used for research a lot. Right. Maybe because they are they do get up to 22 millimeters. Right. In size? Yeah. Um or maybe because they're plentiful and they are I mean obviously unusual. So I, I yeah, it's just <laughs> so many so many images in my mind of of scientists either cuz there's like two possible scenarios. Either A you have a group of scientists that it's like, "Hmm, Let's you know study. These are these are some odd cockroaches. Let's uh let's let's study whatever the you know gestation milk nutrients yeah. pra- nutrient passing mechanism that they have. <laughs> or you're just doing some unrelated research, and you just stumble and upon you just this. stumbled upon these crystals of whatnot, and you're like going to your boss, going, "Hey, I I think I've I think I've." Stumbled pro- uh, upon something very uh, significant here. Uh, <laughs> there's there's something strange in the larva. It's it's quite beautiful actually. If you watch, there's a, a little video on the Washington Post. If you want to pull up the article real quick, um, and that's that'll be included in the show notes for all of you following at home. In the news, heroic cat, kick murder, hot car death. This is awful. Okay, so what am I what am I searching Here, for? I'll, I'll just send it to you. I really need to know what this hot car death. Hot car death. Oh, that's not. Fun. In December. Evacuation warnings didn't save this Gatlinburg man from approaching wildfires. His cat uh, did. Normally calm, Tiger appeared to be trying to get his owner's attention as he stared at the windows, pacing in front of the door, and rushed. He paced in front of the door and rushed back and forth between the door and his owner. I figured I, I, I figured I might as well take out the trash and take a look to see if an animal like a raccoon might be making Tiger nervous. Berger told the newspaper. When I got across the lawn, I could see flames all over the mountains across my condo, across <laughs> across from my condo, not across it. <laughs> 
Case for Cockroach Milk, the next superfood. The title of that article is somewhat sensational. Yeah. <clears throat> given that nobody can actually really use this for food. You'd have to kill a lot of larvae. Whoa, they're actual crystals. They, they look, are it crystals. Looks, it looks like fool's gold. What does it look like? Fool's gold. Fool's gold. Fool's gold. Oh. Fool, fool's good. Yeah, that image uh, is pretty spectacular, actually. Yeah, there's just like... It's it's a little larva. Let me see if I can see it again. And there, there's just a sprinkling of... It looks like uh, gold dust. Yeah. Spewing out of the larva. And, uh... Under a microscope. It's it's disturbing because it look it actually looks pretty neat. And at this point, you're like, that's a cockroach larva. Mm -hmm. uh, and you feel very conflicted. Uh, the cockroach larva kind of deflates. Or I guess it's, uh... Yeah, no, protein crystals inside the cockroach embryo. Mm -hmm. So what you're seeing is kind of like a cockroach embryo. Right. Deflating. Yeah. And it and looks, spewing out. It just it's like a bag and it just like one of the like, most nutritious substances in the universe spews out of it. Yeah. Uh very weird. Very strange. I I do like the bit where it it informs us that cockroaches don't have nibbles. Oh, that's good to know, yeah. Because I was worried about that. Yeah. Well, that it does raise some uh does raise some questions, you know, if you have this cockroach milk. Right quote-unquote uh alleged you know the 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 standard delivery mechanism for most milk is generally some sort of nipple or or teeth sort sort of device uh and uh cockroaches don't have those they, so, they uh, do not it's sort of a milk by ob osmosis type of a thing it seems like it does seem that way the the big issue to it that they mentioned in the article and elsewhere in the other articles that are included in the show notes is that it it's totally unmarketable right as a food substance yeah even if you were able to successfully harvest it and process it in a way that would be nobody wants to eat a cockroach nobody wants to eat cockroaches much less you know something that's spewed out of a cockroach embryo except lizards right lizards in fact Cockroaches are one of the most nutritious foods that you can get for a lizard. It's good to know. They're a recommended can protein you, source. Can you get these cock this this kind of cockroach? And then you have a I've never seen these cockroaches available lizard for lizard purchase. Food. Well, I think that's their market right there. Definitely. They should But have. only only the pregnant <laughs> ones. <laughs> true, true, yeah. yeah. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Business ideas. Yes. Uh cockroach farming. Yeah, if we if we haven't gotten to it yet, uh, maybe you, if you're listening to this, should consider it. I mean, if you're if you're living at home with your parents and you're wondering what to do with your life, you've got a you've got a moldy corner of the basement. Yeah, and you want to you know grow some cockroaches. You won't have to you won't have to deal with eggs. That's another uh, upside of these. They're right, just... they don't just lay eggs and then leave right. them, so you won't find random eggs everywhere. Yeah, the eggs are inside the females. That's too bad though, because if they did lay eggs and yeah. you know, assumedly the protein. I guess to harvest them from the embryos, you have to kill the mother right. cockroach and extract the embryo somehow so or whatever. You just have to keep supplying. I guess you have like breeders, yeah, and then the the fattened cattle. 
Stuff is weird because to me stuff is weird. Because stuff is so weird. To me I'm like the fact that the fact that there's people out there debating like oh well, you know, uh cockroach protein would would be really great if we could just figure out a good way to extract it and harvest it. I'm like I would have thought we just could like synthetically produce protein somehow like, yeah. in a very in some kind of I don't know. When I was I researching the last episode I did on fatal familial insomnia, I learned that proteins are actually quite weird. So, yeah. I guess they must be hard to synthesize. Well, apparently if uh if uh, it takes a South Pacific cockroach or whatever it's called to do that. Cool. Well, now you know about now the Pacific beetle cockroach. The Pacific beetle cockroach. And it's it's only quasi obscure because. Uh, why does it have beetle in its name? Because it sort of resembles a beetle. Uh, if you want to pull up a picture of the roach itself. Pacific Diplopatera punctata. That's the one. Originally discovered in 1822. It does look it's a very aesthetically pleasing cockroach. It's sort of cinematic cockroach. It yeah, has, it's um, it's very cinematic. That's a good way to put it. If you were gonna make a bug movie and you wanted to have someone to play the roach, yeah, you might pick. You would probably cast a Pacific beetle cockroach in the cockroach. lead role. They just they just have that very iconic like cockroachian look. Yeah, to them. they're not those skinny like. But they're not they're not like a common lightweight cockroach either right there yeah they're bigger boned and this is not your your peasant cockroach right these cockroaches produce crystalline milk they do and they produce a toxin to ward off their enemies as well they're making milk they're making toxins it's basically like a factory on lots of little legs a little cockroach factory producing producing milk producing toxins producing other cockroaches it's like dupont chemicals on running legs. around you know in your basement uh-huh. under your floorboards uh-huh. spitting out all kinds of uh see this is the future of um i think of this... everything really i think this is the future of manufacturing we can just get micro nano manufacturing happening right and sort of like uh organic um you know life forms that yeah. uh you know we make these sort of drones right sort of uh robots that are like a cockroach and we Mm -hmm. release them into the woods and they go and they forage and they you know eat and do stuff and then they like poop out some sort of substance then we have some other beetle or whatever that's like picking that up Uh like flying it back to somewhere else heaven forbid we should pick it up ourselves (laughs) right well that would i mean the whole point is it's like an automated (laughs) system right (laughs) and uh, sorry and I think that's the future of manufacturing. I, yeah, definitely, <laughs> for sure. I think in the future, we'll probably um, plant seeds in the ground, and it'll grow up into a plant of sorts, if you will, plant. Right. That yeah. um, might be hard yet porous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in its mature stages that we could cut into pieces and right. use in our manufacturing, say to make furniture, yeah, or yeah. Um, you know yeah. things of that nature. But I, enough of this wild speculation. I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about a future where humanity has just like enveloped the earth, and we need something that can turn 
are like live in our corners and our cracks and our walls mm -hmm. and turn our crumbs and our dust into some sort of usable material right and uh, a soylent green of right. some sort yeah 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 uh and so you'd have these little beetles and uh hmm be a lot of ethical uh ethical issues to overcome yeah but i mean why not we have the internet that's true like why can't we have mechanical cockroaches that poop out food for us um so get on the phone to elon musk get on the phone we've got an idea i'm i'm impressed with your research uh <laughs> because the wiki the wikipedia article for this beetle this uh this bug is astoundingly small uh, right. So clearly, you had to click a lot of links. There uh, are you slightly more page. links in the show notes than there normally are for a topic that I research. Uh, so, however, I did not find the answer fact, to the question from the audience. This, uh, this, this particular cockroach has had three previous Latin names. Um, that is correct. It's known now as the. Diplopatera punctata, uh, but it's pre been previously known as uh, three different things. I'm not gonna not gonna pronounce. I also want to throw out another fun fact that I forgot to mention. There is a cockroach wikia for all of you cockroach oh, enthusiasts yes, out there who yes. have not yet connected to that online community. You mm. should go over there immediately. That's that's very notable. That's probably that could probably have its own obscure 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 can't say the name of our own show obscure Gami episode. What is the name of our show anyway? Uh, obscure Gami. Oh, that's right. The uh, it only has about a dozen very small eggs enclosed in a membrane, and the larvae are quite large when born. Diplopatera punctata as a model for stuttering, studying, <laughs> stuttering, as a model for studying the endocrinology of arthropod reproduction and development. Uh, what the hell does that mean? I don't know. I'm reading the abstract. <laughs> oh, wait, which, which, is this the Christology Institute? One of the many reasons that this, um, or one of the main reasons that the roach is studied so much in research is because there's a lot of research being done into how to destroy cockroaches because they have a uh, classification as pests. In lieu of actual <laughs> useful information, we'll just have Thomas sing you a song. Uh, is not good, bad, do not like them. Random Wikipedia article. And now, listeners... It's time for that portion of the show where we access one of our favorite websites, Wikipedia. So put on your headphones, lean back, and listen to Ben's crooning and my dulcet tones as we read a random Wikipedia article. Okay, we've got a good one. Okay. Uh, pronunciation nightmare. <laughs> oh boy uh let's let's call in our pronunciation expert welcome Ding. to the random wikipedia article segment also known as the cultural ignorance of ben and thomas segment also known as ben and thomas mispronouncing things from other languages 
Uh, this specific article is looks like the article of a man. Uh, I'm assuming he has a beard. He's Serbian. His name appears to be Pav Pav Pavle Pavle Mladenovic. 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 Pavle Mladenovic. Pavle Mladenovic. Pavle Mladenovic. Yeah, I think I think you nailed it there. That was thank you. <laughs> uh, dear readers, time is running out in 2016. Oh, that's that's not the article. Um, you do realize there's a significant delay between when we record these and when we release them. <laughs> well, that's and you've just that, given away the secret <laughs> to the whole thing. That's uh, people could be listening to this like three years from now, it's like, and it's probably. I feel like I feel like the uh, Wikipedia You're like, since it's election season, the Wikipedia fund fund drive <laughs> is uh, is a pretty constant. Uh, it's pretty much a December thing. Uh, Pavle was born in the village of Jachins, potentially, uh, in a region. Potentially, of, there's questions. It, at the time, part of the Ottoman Empire, he worked as a peasant in his village. Uh, oh, we should say he was a Serbian Chetnik commander active in Macedonia during the Macedonian struggle. When or what was the Macedonian struggle? Uh, clicking. This was during the Ottoman Empire. Loading so was a series of political, cultural, and military conflicts between the Greeks and Bulgarians in the region of the Ottoman Macedonia between 1893 and 1908. The conflict was part of a wider rebel war in which revolutionary revolutionary organizations of Greeks, Bulgarians, and Serbs all fought fought over Macedonia. This would have been close to the collapse of the Ottoman Empire, right? Because didn't they uh, collapse yes. in or around the beginning of World War One? Let me rephrase that as a statement <laughs> and be more confident about it. The Ottoman Empire collapsed in on or around. The beginning of World War One, um, so this would have been towards the end of their existence. When the internal Macedonian revolutionary organization, the IMRO, started assassinating and murdering people who identified as Serbs in the Komonovo region, uh, which is where in Serbia. I'm assuming wherever our buddy Pavle 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 was uh, residing. Because it says Pavle took his sons and nephews into the wo- to the woods and joined the precursor to the Serbian Chetnik organization. He started guerrilla fighting in springtime 1903 as the first Serbian Vovda? Vol? Vovda? Vojda? Vojda? Just keep trying. Before the, different variations. the establishment of the Serbian committee. Yeah, so it looks like he was some kind of battleman. Did some guerrilla warfare. Did he reach a pretty high rank in that organization? Was he a general equivalent, or was he... Um, I guess, why is he remembered? Did he fight in some specific battle, or have some specific deed of heroism? Because there's a lot of red ink there at the bottom of the page I of a lot of his comrades that aren't not blessed with a Wikipedia article. Uh, discern... He is. He was a commander. He is okay. in the commander section. Gotcha. Uh, so yes, but I cannot discern much more um, than that. 
Shortly thereafter, uh, it says they were surrounded. Um, oh, here, let's get to. Oh, yes. In April 1905, he participated in the Battle of Selo Peck, along with a bunch of other commanders. During the battle, he took he took the Selopec height and prevented the encirclement of the Serbian bands from the Albanian Bashi Bozaks. So some great names. Shortly thereafter. So what did he do exactly? Uh, he captured. This is my guess based on what I just read. It sounds like they were uh, being attacked at the Battle of Selopec, but he was able to take the high point of whatever that battlefield was that prevented them from being encircled. Somehow, uh, sounds like it didn't really turn out that well either way because it says shortly thereafter, he and Bastovic, one of the other commanders, were surrounded by the Ottoman army near the near nearby and everyone was killed. Wow. So... Is he kind of like the, um, I mean, this is obviously a flawed analogy, but could he be compared to the, or be described as the Serbian General Custer, that he's known for his last stand? I can only assume... We can only surmise. ...that Pavle is referred to as Custard in Serbia, uh, as a slang term. For uh, you know, people who don't want to say his full name. That one was a doozy. That is a doozy. It's this, a doozy of a name. This show is a doozy, Ben. And uh, but it's not the worst one we've recorded. It's not. Not by a long stretch. It's not. I don't know what the worst one is because I haven't listened to a Benjamin Harrison episode yet. But uh, it can't be worse than the gas turbines in the caves of Belgium. Yeah, uh, I think we might have peaked peaked with uh, the Belgian caves. I think that was our deepest valley. If you know anything about Pavle Mladenovic that yeah. we didn't talk about, or if you want to correct our pronunciation for any episode, please send us an email. If you want to see a photo of Senor Pavle, check out the show notes. He's a, he's got a really funny looking hat and uh, quite the quite the garb. And he's a hero. And he is. And he died in he died honorably in battle, protecting his native lands, he only a, to have his name completely butchered yes. by two Americans, a hundred years later on a podcast listened to by all of ten people. So God bless you, all ten of you. God bless. I wish you had something better to do. I hope that while you listen to this show, that you do something constructive, like yes. you listen to it while driving. My hope, my hope... Or while painting, or knitting, or drinking, <laughs> or uh, weaving. Yes, hopefully... Baskets. Hopefully you can use this, listening to this show, as sort of a... Uh, I hope it's a cathartic experience yes, for you. Yes, yeah. You can go, at least I'm not doing that. I'm not <laughs> recording the podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> so on that wonderful downer... Uh, you're, we already mentioned the show notes, obscuregami.com for we did all kinds of obscure, obscure, obscure gami. <laughs> I can't say the show tonight, show name tonight. Um, did you mention the email? I don't know. I wasn't listening. I mentioned the email. I didn't mention the address. If you okay. would go ahead and do that. Oh, oh yes, it is uh, obscuregami at gmail.com or info at obscuregami.com. 
whichever suits your fancy. Whatever most, fancy they you want. They both go to the same place. Uh, which is the spam box. Yeah, our inbox, <laughs> which we don't check because we assume <laughs> no one is listening to this. <laughs> I don't know. It's, the two episodes are out now. and and uh, We could have listeners. We could have listeners. We could be like flooded with... Uh, with feed, feedback feedback but, in the email but we would never know because uh, we haven't checked the email yeah. we'd just be like <laughs> nobody listens to our show yep no feedback i just checked our inbox is empty okay thank so. god <laughs> we're safe dodge that bullet <laughs> for a second we weren't obscure anymore <laughs>